Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. so late picking bits. Yep, I stopped at the shopping center to get some meat for dinner, and it took longer than I planned. Ooh, I like your new draperies. They're beautiful. Thank you. Ah, what's the matter? You look funny. Well, I'm afraid you made a trip over here for nothing. Betsy is not here. Not here? Why, well, I thought she was getting off the school bus to play with Mary Lou this afternoon. Yes, I thought so, too. So did Mary Lou. And I'd like you to know that my daughter's feelings were very much hurt. And I don't think it's very nice either. Well, I'm terribly sorry. I don't understand what you're talking about. Where, where is Betsy? What, what happened? I think you'll find her over at Ellen Breen's house. So if you'll excuse me, I have to start dinner. Now, wait a minute, Elner. Don't be that way. We've been friends for years. Now, if Betsy's done something wrong, I want to know about it. And you can be sure that she'll be punished. Punished? I think it's time she was taught the difference between right and wrong. Elner, please. Now, now, I, I know you're mad. Now, tell me what happened. If I, if I don't know, I can't... Betsy was invited over here to play with Mary Lou today. Yes, I know. We made the arrangements last Sunday. Well, apparently, she got what she thought was a better invitation. So she told Mary Lou she didn't feel well. She was sick. She said she was going on home. But Mary Lou noticed she got off the bus at Ellen Breen's house. Oh, no. Oh, I can't believe it. Why, that's... Yes, I think so, too. And I don't mind saying so. Well, well, I just don't know what to say, Eleanor. I'm I'm terribly sorry. I think it's beyond apology. Yes, I do, too. I do, too. Not only to lie about it, but to hurt Mary Lou like this. In fact, it hurts all of us. Why, I'm just sick about it, Eleanor. I I think my daughter's always been nice to Betsy. Yes. And the day she had something rather special planned, she was looking forward to it. Oh, Eleanor, you've always been wonderful to Betsy, and, and Mary Lou has, too. I... I don't know what to say. Well, whatever you think of to say, I hope you say it to Betsy. Now, here's a foolproof formula for making the head of your house a happy man on Father's Day. Be sure his gift is Old Spice and watch his face light up. Yes, this Father's Day, treat him to Old Spice by Shulton, finest grooming aids a man can use. Give him a truly luxurious way to shave. Old Spice Smooth Shave. Rich, thick lather in a push-button container. One dollar. And if he uses an electric shaver, give him Old Spice Pre-Electric Shave Lotion. Sets up his beard, speeds up his shaver. One dollar. Or shoot the works on a really deluxe gift. The Old Spice Treasure Chest. Seven great grooming aids, everything for his shave and shower in a magnificent red box. Seven dollars. There are so many Old Spice gifts to choose from, priced from one to seven dollars. Finest grooming aids a man can use. Remember, Old Spice means quality. Set the captain to the bosun. Ask for the package with the ship that sails the ocean.
Why, I, I don't believe it. I just don't believe then it. Then you'll have to believe it, dear. It's what happened. I cannot believe that my daughter would do a thing like that. Well, she did. I told you what Eleanor said. You mean she deliberately went to Ellen Breen's house to play when she already had an invitation to Mary Lou's? Yes, and lied about it. Where is Betsy? Upstairs in her room. I drove over to the Breen's house and picked her up. Of course, I didn't say anything to Mrs. Breen. What'd you say to Betsy? Well, I didn't speak to her. I just told her to get in the car. When we got home, I told her to go to her room. I wanted to think about it, and I wanted to talk to you about it. Then I thought we would both talk to her. Well, I should say so. Well, we'll talk to her right now. Yes, Dinner's ready. We can eat. Well, no, no, um, no. We're, we're going to talk to Betsy first, Aunt oh, Effie. everything is ready. Yes, we'll just turn things on low, oh. Aunt Effie. I couldn't eat anything right now, anyhow. I'm so upset. Now, can't you talk to her after dinner? I don't think the child should be all emotionally upset before a meal. Listen, I don't care if she's so emotionally upset she doesn't eat anything. Oh. Going without dinner once won't hurt her. I only hope she is upset instead of acting as though this is something she's gotten by with. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I don't think Betsy did right at all. Don't misunderstand me, but all children tell little white lies. I don't consider this a little white lie. Neither do I. Well, she hasn't done anything worse than a lot of people do, even adults. She must have learned it from someplace. Well, she didn't learn it from us, by gosh. You know, we may have made mistakes, but I don't recall ever doing something deliberately that we knew would hurt somebody else. And it doesn't make it right that maybe some adults do it, Aunt Effie. Betsy's got to learn the difference between right and wrong. Mm -hmm, That is true. I know, I know. But you must remember she isn't even eight years old. She's just a baby, really. She can't be expected to know everything yet. Aunt Effie, I don't feel that Betsy should be treated like a baby at all in this matter. A person is never too young to learn a sense of honor. That's right, that's right. If she doesn't learn it young, she'll, she'll never learn it at all. Well, all I meant was, you were both so mad and so upset that I think you should wait till you simmer down a bit. So you can talk to her calmly. Simmer down. Look, we're going to talk to her while we're boiling. That, oh. that, that's the only thing that's going to impress her with the, the seriousness of what she did. Yeah, of course. Yes, sir. Betsy, come down here. Well, how long are you going to talk to her? I mean, the potatoes are done now, and the meat will be all dried off. Oh, Aunt Effie, please. Oh, I must say, I don't know why everything happens wrong here at dinner time. Well, I'll go turn things down. Did you call me, Daddy? Yes, yes, I did. Come in the living room. Your mother and I want to talk to you. Sit down. Sit down. Now, Betsy, where did you go to play this afternoon after school? Hmm? Betsy, answer me, please. Ellen Breen's house. Didn't you receive an invitation last Sunday to go and play with Mary Lou this afternoon? Huh? Didn't you? Yes. Well, why didn't you go to Mary Lou's? Well, I I felt sick. Well, if you felt sick, why didn't you come on home? Ah, uh, answer me. Well, then I felt better. Well, if you didn't feel sick anymore, why didn't you go to Mary Lou's house instead of to Ellen's house? Betsy? Because I wanted to. Why did you want to? Well, gee, I've never been to Ellen's house, and I've been to Mary Lou's lots of times. Did you have fun at Ellen's? Oh, yes. Gee, she lives in a great big house, and she's got a great big playroom. Gee, Ellen has everything. Oh, I see. And is that why you preferred to go to her house? Well, yes. Ellen's never asked me before. I can play with Mary Lou any time. Not anymore, you can't. Mary Lou will never ask you again. Yes, she will. No, she won't. You have lost a friend, a friend who has been very, very nice to you. I don't care. Then I'll have Ellen for my friend. Well, you won't have her very long. As soon as school is out, the Breens are moving out of town, Mrs. Breen told me. I don't care. I have lots of other friends. Betsy, you won't have any friends at all if you do things the way you did this afternoon. Do you know what you missed by not going to Mary Lou's? They had special plans for you girls. Mr. Beitner was taking you and Mary Lou to Kittyland. 
Kittyland. Yes, where you love to go and ride on all the rides. Mary Lou didn't tell me we were going to do that. Well, it was going to be a surprise. Also, Mrs. Beiter informed me that in planning the annual spring pageant in our old neighborhood, they were going to ask you to be the fairy princess. The fairy princess? Really? Well, they won't ask you now, Betsy. After all, the Beitners have charge of it, and it's held in their yard. Well, gee, Mary Lou didn't tell me. Why should she? She wanted to surprise you. She thought you were her friend. She she trusted you. I'm sorry. Yes, of course you're sorry now. But you knew it was wrong when you did it, didn't you? Didn't you? I hope you did. Yes. Was it worth it? Now, was it? You think about that. What did you gain, Betsy? And you lost a lot. I know Mary Lou will ask me to play with her again. Well, maybe she will, but she'll never feel quite the same about you. Once you have lied to somebody, Betsy, they will never quite believe you about anything again. Now, things are never the same. You know what having a sense of honor means, Betsy? No. Well, let me tell you, it stems from the word honesty. It means not doing things to others that you're ashamed of. It means doing things, only things that you'd be proud of. Now, cheating and lying are dishonorable. Telling the truth, being loyal to your friends is honorable. All right. Now, then, you will be deprived of your allowance for one month. Also... You are not allowed to listen to your radio or watch any television at all. You'll have no privileges whatsoever for one month. Well, I don't think that's even enough to impress on her the seriousness of this, dear. I don't know what it is, but somehow she must be made to know you can't treat people this way. Betsy, have you, have you learned the golden rule in Sunday school? No. All right, let me put it simply. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, do you know what that means? No. Now, here. Yeah, I'll, I'll write it down. Now, you take this... This piece of paper upstairs, and you think about it. Then you write down in your own words, you understand, what you think it means. When you've done that, you come back downstairs. Here, we'll be waiting for you. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. Warm weather is here again, and warm weather brings with it the danger of polio. Not so many years ago, every parent was deeply concerned at every symptom, every summer, wondering, worrying whether his child might be stricken by the dread crippler. Sometimes summer camps would be closed and whole cities thrown into a state of panic. Then along came the miracle-working Sock vaccine, and a heavy burden was lifted from millions of hearts. The number of cases of paralytic polio dropped dramatically. But several years have passed now since the introduction of the Sock vaccine, and many folks have been putting off getting their three Sock shots. As a result... The number of polio cases has begun creeping up again. It's so easy to wipe out polio altogether. But you and every potential victim must get your three shots to accomplish this goal. Don't take a chance. Start getting your sock shots now and see that your entire family is immunized. happen now? Are you ready for dinner? No, no, not, not yet. I'm still waiting for Betsy. I sent her upstairs to figure out what the golden rule means. Honestly, you know, I feel like such a failure as a parent that our child should have done something like this. Look, all parents uh, probably feel like failures. You can only try to do the best you can. You know, I can't bear to think of Betsy growing up to be like those people that we knew that we thought were such friends. Remember? Well, they, uh, the Gridleys. Remember the Gridleys? He borrowed money from you. Oh, they were so desperate. Then they bought a new car and never paid you back. 
I never know what to do when I see her. I can't even look her in the eye. But it doesn't seem to bother them at all. Yeah, I know. Right Here then. comes Betsy. Oh. 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 All right, honey, come on down. We're waiting. Did you think about that? Yes. All right, what did you write down? Read it to us, hmm? I will be nice to people the way I want them to be nice to me. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. Now, now say it again. I will be nice to people the way I want them to be nice to me. And I want you to add one sentence to that, Betsy. And I will remember this every day of my life. Yeah. All right, now, now say the whole thing. I will be nice to people the way I want them to be nice to me, and I will remember this every day of my life. Well, that's fine. Now, you go upstairs and you write the rest of it down and thumbtack the paper to the wall so you see it every morning when you wake up. Put thumbtacks in the wallpaper? <laughs> well, this is more important than the wallpaper. Go on now, hurry up. Uh, well, think she's learned anything? Some sense of honor or obligation, loyalty? Well, I think so. I could hear you talking to her before. She's fundamentally a good little girl. And the growing up process was pretty hard for all of us, but she'll make it. Now stop worrying. Furthermore, I do think there is some sense of obligation that is due to a poor old aunt who has slaved over a hot stove to have a nice dinner. Oh. <laughs> you are so right, Aunt Abby. Exactly. Come on, come on, let's Betsy, eat. Betsy, wash your hands, dear. Come on down. Come on, Abby, dinner. <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton, Francie Myers, and Dortha Duckworth and is produced by Walter Hart.